0: So I usually start this off with uh, a spiel where I say you're listening to the Comstock radio show, the show where we interview uh, specialists in the field to try and investigate and demystify the magic that is computer science. Um, In this case, though, it's it's now 2020. We just had winter break term is not uh, in session, but. Uh, this guy Cole Romano came uh, was able to reach out to us, and we've managed to uh, establish an interview with Code Academy. That's who he works for. So, welcome, Cole. <laughs>
1: Hi, it's nice to be here, uh, or nice to have you here. I guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so Cole is a curriculum project manager at Code Academy. Yeah. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself,
1: Cole? Yeah. So uh, I'm a project manager here at Code Academy. I've been here for. Um, a little bit over two years now. Uh, I was a project manager at another ed tech company before this. Uh, and at Code Academy, I uh, essentially oversee uh, all of the course development. Um, so if we want to develop a course in, say, uh, a specific programming language, uh, I'll be the one who finds the people to do that, uh, organizes the production schedule, and, and makes sure that that gets live on the site. Wow, awesome.
0: And one thing that I've noticed when I when I showed up here is how small the company is or at least it seems I always thought code Academy was this massive company that was doing all these great things but I've realized that it's quite a small amount of really smart people doing some cool things
1: yeah I would say that the uh, the amount of the number of great things we're doing is uh, still high but uh, we are a pretty small team um, and uh, the curriculum team that builds uh, all of the content on the site is actually uh, one of the larger teams. So I mm-hmm. think Code Academy has really invested well in its curriculum.
0: Wow, awesome. Yeah so so for those of us who don't know what Code Academy is, what is Code Academy?
1: So Code Academy is a, a great place to learn for uh, to learn how to code from from scratch. Uh, so basically if you are a beginner who really is is scared about programming or like here's someone, uh, talk about uh, JavaScript and websites and you just kind of your eyes glaze over, but you still want to learn how to do it, Code Academy is perfect for you. We can take you from knowing nothing to uh, being able to get a job in the field.
0: Wow. And and do you offer things for people who already have some background?
1: Yeah, of course. Um we have uh, um some more advanced content. Uh, we definitely tilt more towards the uh, the beginner. Um and uh, I think uh, the, the gap between like being an intermediate programmer and getting a job is something that we are, we're getting better at,
0: uh, but it is uh, uh, something that we're improving on now. That's interesting. And uh, my own personal experience with Code Academy, I remember um, when I was in high school, we started a code club, and Code Academy was kind of the first thing that we went to. Yeah. Um, and I can't, I can't recommend Code Academy enough for people who are just getting into uh, computer science who know nothing about it. I think the the most unique thing I remember from that is Codecademy is the only platform that gives you like this integrated learning experience where you're hands-on typing code out while there's instructions on the left side of the screen. Yeah. We have a terminal.
1: Yeah. Uh, one of the, I think one of the things that, uh, is a barrier for a lot of people trying to get into programming is you think of like, oh, I have to set up all of these things on my computer. I got to download a code editor. I got to like figure out what packages to install. But Code Academy does that all in the browser for you. um, And it lets you like run your code. Uh, We have like built in testing suites that like we can look at the code you're running. We can tell you where you might be struggling. uh, And that's really helpful for getting people like to take those first steps. Mm
0: -hmm. Do you think that because everything's so integrated into the browser, do you mm-hmm. feel like that might give kind of this false sense of hope where you're able to get, you know, get down and code? Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to all the, the back end work or the build up to that, where you set up an editor, you set up an environment, do you think, does Code Academy ever think about how that might kind of not Make it hard for someone who learns purely through Codecademy to go into like a real-world application. Yeah,
1: totally. Uh, I think that um, the 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 introductory lessons we actually really try to avoid those things because we want to get people uh, interested in the language before we like say, "Hey, you got to go like install Anaconda on your computer to get Python running." Um, but we uh, we also offer a bunch of like video walkthroughs of like setting things up on your own computer. Uh, that have actually been, like, really helpful for people. Um, and we even have a, a, a new feature called uh, Premium that is is launching this year that is is kind of like a walkthrough of people setting up their own, like, environments and building their own projects on their own computer that is, like, then woven into the online content in Code Academy. So you'll learn about, uh, like... Functions and classes on the site and then you can take those to your own computer to your own project and implement them the way you want to
0: Wow, that's really cool. So So to someone who wants to learn how to code Mm -hmm. right and they they now know what Codecademy is and and why it would be useful How would how would they go about going from zero to hero, you know, actually getting (laughs) a job from nothing? Yeah, Uh,
1: I think I think uh, Going to Code Academy, um, we have we have a core a, a skill path. Uh, skill path is one of our pro offerings. So we have Code Academy free because we want to have our free courses where you can learn uh, any any language really. So all of our like learn Java, learn PHP, learn uh, C sharp, learn mm-hmm. C Those are all free courses because we want to give those offerings. But then we also have these things that are pro paths uh, that the goal is to teach someone a skill that they could use in a career. So we have something that we have a a pro path that will teach you how to build a website. And then you could like go build websites, like start your own like website uh, like contracting company where you like build people's personal sites. Um, I think if you don't know anything, we also have courses that kind of give you uh, an overview of the like computer science landscape and kind of give you an idea of like, what kind of jobs there are cuz for like a beginner they may think of a web developer and like a data scientist as the same mystery mm-hmm. like tech job um and so we have a a course called code foundations that is a, a language agnostic we're not teaching any programming yet but we're teaching you about what the jobs in the tech field are like and what mm. problems they solve so like a data scientist you'll see them in every company now, because data is so important. But like this uh this course on on data science will teach you a little bit about what it means to be a data scientist and what problems you're solving. Is there a course
0: to help me uh deal with people? Is that <laughs> <Yeah. it? laughs> like uh, un- coworkers and stuff?
1: Unfortunately <laughs> not. Uh you know, that's a little bit hard to learn interactively online. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but. but that must be really important though when you're getting into the tech sector is. And this is something that they teach in software engineering is, yeah, w- when you're when you hired, they know you can code. Usually most mm-hmm. of the people that are applying for these jobs. They know how to code. But the question, and, and this is my own uh, understanding, the question really is how do they integrate with the rest of the people around them? Can they work in a team? Yeah. Can they deliver uh, proper software engineering practices that aren't necessarily... Enhancing to the functionality of the code, but like things like readability, right. compatibility, um, are you testing all of your code? is it Is it being integrated well with the rest of the system that it's being deployed in?
1: Yeah, so we that is definitely a, a challenge of code Academy. Um, the and like I think anyone who who gets like a, their first internship in the in, in a tech company is kind of like blown away by the scope of mm-hmm. working in a massive team and a massive code base. Um, but one of the things that we've been trying to do is uh, we have a really great pro learner community, um, and uh, the the pro the community uh, team here has been uh, building these uh, these the pro community so that like you could find people to pair program with to like you have an idea of you want right. to start this project, there's this other person halfway across the world who wants to start a similar project uh, the, you can connect on the forums and you can connect in the community. And, and we've seen people like working together and, and building projects. Uh, and some of the things you mentioned, like we have, we have like lessons on, um, they, we, uh, the amount we can teach some of it is, uh, is difficult just because we can't really build an entire fake company to like put you in. Um, right. but yeah, uh, I, I, we, we, want to get people connected to other people learning how to code so you can start to learn to work together
0: as well. Right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Okay, well, I guess we'll take a break now. Uh, um, We'll come back and we'll talk about actually getting into computer science with Codecademy. See you in a bit. Hello, welcome back to Comstock Radio. when we left off before the break, we had one guest, Cole, but now we have t- two guests. So, Sunny Lee, who is a senior curriculum developer here at Code Academy, has joined us. Thank you for coming on, Sunny. Hello. Uh, do you want to talk a bit about what you do?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, hello, everybody. My name is Sunny. Um, I'm a senior curriculum developer here at Code Academy. Um, I design and author courses such as Learn C, uh, Machine Learning. Um, Learn SQL, Data Science Path, and I'm currently working on our first ever Learn Swift course and our VR secret project. Ooh, secret project. Mm -hmm. All right. 2020. Watch out, guys. (laughs) Um,
0: Cool. So I want to talk about what kind of skills are employers looking for uh, when when you go into a tech job, um, whether that's a technical position or administrative one.
1: Uh, I mean, I think... Uh, Speaking from very little experience as not a computer science graduate, uh, I think uh, employers are looking for uh, obviously a strong technical background in whatever field you're looking for. So, like if you're if you're looking into web development or data science, they're going to be looking for different skill sets. Um, But and then also, uh, I think showing that you've worked on uh, uh, technical projects with others, as well as uh, have some projects of your own that you've that you've like seen
2: through completion uh sonny what are you what are your thoughts on that sure. yeah so i feel like there's two parts to this one is getting the interview and one is passing the interview so getting the interview you should definitely have a portfolio ready if you don't have any previous job experiences internships um and that's where you can build showcase a few different projects whether it's like visualization if you're into data science whether it's a game if you're into game development whether it's a website a web app or a mobile app if you're into Uh, web development or mobile development Um, and after that if you're talking about doing the job interview process i would say pretty strong case of like pretty strong skill set of data structure and algorithms um, be able to whiteboard um, Mm. on the spot um, be able to talk about code that's like a big important thing that people don't usually don't talk about is how to talk uh, code Um, and what exactly What would you mean about talking about code? Um, Because a lot of times you're, if you're just like taking, you know, like CS courses, CS classes in college, um, like I'll say I had group projects probably less than, I can count within my hand, right? Less than 10 times. Um, And a lot of times you actually don't collaborate very closely with others. Usually, you know, once in a while you meet up at the library. Um, If you are not going to hackathons, if you're not joining like a CS club, but, um, yeah, so like a lot of times people are kind of scared to talk code because they don't really do it very often, right okay. right um so okay. that confidence that like it show it, like, you, you can usually usually tell within like a few minutes of right. talking to somebody whether they're you know technical or not mm-hmm. sometimes, once you know sometimes and right. and when you mentioned hackathons
0: for the listeners who don't know what those are, those are I Personally, love going to hackathons. They're for like sure. these competitions where developers get together and they're given, you know, a problem or several problem statements, and they have to come up with a solution mm-hmm. that that has, you know, different factors. It depends on the hackathon, but that's like you said. I think that is a great way to practice those skills
2: for sure. Uh, not only technical ones, but the soft skills that you're mentioning. Yeah, and it's also a great way to come out after a day or three days with a project and. um Right, that you can throw on your portfolio or your resume. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the things I always suggest my former students and anybody on Twitter, anybody on to join a community, whether it's a hackathon, whether it's like a Twitter community, whether it's Dev2, these um, like social media for programmers. I think that's very important now.
1: Or the Code Academy Pro community.
2: There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. You gotta find your 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 group. Uh huh. So code, how does
0: Codecademy really fit into this? Like if, if someone was going with no background at all and they wanted to get Code Codecademy, which I think it's really good for, which is building something, someone up from zero on the technical side. But I asked earlier in the previous segment, what Codecademy does Codecademy do for these soft skills? You know, talking about code, um, it seems like something you can't really do on Codecademy. Um, so
1: we actually have we do have a, a series of, of video lessons on whiteboarding interviews um, cool. and to like learn how to explain your thought process as you're going through these things, which I think is something it's not always about getting to the the solution. It's also about like being able to explain your thought process as you're getting there. Um, and then, like I said, uh, we have a very active uh, pro community. Um, we have forums that uh, that are, are frequented. The Sunny steps by them sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, and like. It's a place where not only you can meet people who are learning how to code like you, but you can also find people to work on projects with mm-hmm. and you can uh, engage directly with curriculum developers who who work and who have authored some of this content.
0: And can I ask uh, your your uh, comment on having projects, I mean hackathon projects. Mm-hmm. When I think of my hackathon projects, yeah, I don't want any employer to see the horrendous code that we made in like For sure. 2 a.m. Right, But what does an employer... So say if you have a really big project, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily completed, but right. it's very well thought out. You know, you have a lot of designs, uh, UML diagrams that you can explain. This, this is how things work or like control flow diagrams. Mm-hmm. Um, does that reflect badly to have a project that's not not necessarily done, but
2: is still quite oh, a yeah. substantial one? So what I usually tell people, especially... Um, beginners who who are just started code or have been coding for within one to three years is that any code that you have whether it's a homework assignment whether it's a particular um, little problem that you are solving always store it in a github repo or, or like a you know some sort of online uh, bit bucket right these like repos where you can share it with employers because a lot of times you're at the job interview you have to pick a project um to talk about right it's not to showcase like oh how clean the code is how um well documented the code is but just go through okay how did I connect the back end to the front end what is this thing why did I pick this framework why did I use this API those are those are the things that people want to see you talk about so it's any sort of hackathon project whether you know you put all nighter or four with four people you don't know it's I think it's totally fine to you know um Post it, like add it yeah. on your resume. Yeah. And a lot of times, like these hackathons um, nowadays, they use like form. They use like these hackathon sites called like DevPost or something oh, like that, yeah. right? Post. Um, so employers, especially if you're talking about entry level college graduate, they know for a fact, like, yeah, this is a hackathon. It's not supposed to be perfect. You mm-hmm. only have 72 hours or how many hours to work on this, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's always a huge plus, huge huge plus for these projects, right?
0: And and I want to ask
2: about the uh, tech
0: industry. Where do you think it's going? If if you were going into university for a, a computer science degree, where would your focus be? And then adding on to that, a lot of our viewers are actually in the UK. I'm going to ask, um, you know, they're kind of looking f- at the U.S. job market from the outside in. And we want to see what could they learn from someone, who, you know, h- like how how would they get into the U.S. job market is essentially what I'm asking
1: um i mean i uh i think probably the field that's it's growing the most now and, and i don't see any sign of it stopping is like data science and data engineering like every single company tech or not tech is having like a massive influx of data that they need to manage and for like a competent data engineer and data scientist you will never be out of a job um so focusing on on those back end skills uh is really where where the money's gonna be
0: and if you were so what? what's the hiring process like for foreign nationals in the u.s
1: i am not totally sure uh
0: yeah this is an area i'm not too all right yeah, yeah. um okay um, and i guess we mentioned uh in the break about like freelancing coding gigs do you want to yeah, explain uh, so what there, that's like
1: i mean i i do know that uh a, at Code Academy, we look for, this isn't necessarily coding, but we look for uh, people to teach coding, uh, like people who are, are good teachers and writers, uh, and we look all across the world to find people who can author content. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked at a, a company previously that uh, did a similar thing. I know that there are job opportunities out there that are remote, like coding is one of the most remote-friendly careers you could have. Um and I don't know the greatest place to find those
0: jobs, but uh, they are out there right and And does code academy have like freelancing gigs as well?
1: I don't think and we have any like... freelance coding gigs, but we do have like freelance uh, authorship gigs. Uh, look oh. for like uh, curriculum associates on our careers page uh, and you can see some of those job descriptions.
0: Oh, cool all right well uh, that we'll wrap it up here. Uh, a break and then we'll continue with our last section on challenges that are being faced by code academy cool right see you after the break all right we're back from the break Uh, i have sunny and cole with me Uh, now we're going to talk about some unique challenges faced by code academy and with the with the um major goal that code Mm -hmm. academy has so the first question to start that off is, what are the most important problems that Codecademy is facing?
1: Well, I think uh, Codecademy's major goal is really to take someone who doesn't know programming, get them to be interested in the subject, and then get them on the path to, to get a career. Uh, and I think when Codecademy started, it was basically the only place online that was doing this. Uh, and And now you're seeing, there's a ton of like, dubiously named free, like, whatever code, codes, <laughs> like, sites online. Um, and uh, it's just a lot of noise for someone who doesn't really know about the subject. So I think getting Code Academy with its, like, really excellent interactive environment and content to, like, come to the forefront of this of this pool it has been a, a, a challenge that is more present now than it had been. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so before we all... You know, we, we, we were kind of like the only, the only, you know, kid on the playground, but now we're almost the underdog for for, for a little bit. Um, but I would say my personal um, mission, I guess, um, since coming here is before I used to, I also used to be a learner here. Um, when I was in school, a long time ago, um, when I was uh, a grad student, a long time ago, when I started teaching, I just constantly come back to Codecat me. And one of the problems that I always found and this happens with a lot of the more academia folks um, and people in higher ed, is that Codecami tends to teach syntax rather than problem solving. Uh, There's just not enough practice content um, where you actually type out code instead of these like bite-sized little uh, next step, next step, next step, done. Um, So I would say for the last two years, three years, we came out with a bunch of features that focuses on that, including... um, uh you know, help, help me out here articles. yeah uh, uh, we have so uh,
1: we have a new type of uh, assessment previously we only had multiple choice questions mm. now we have like uh, uh, assessments that you can take that are like fill in the code so you like see a code block and you fill in like missing syntax mm-hmm. uh we have like free form coding like challenges where you like mm-hmm. solve like little, little coding issues um before
2: we also we have, before we had projects and now there's something called challenge projects. challenge projects. Um, where it's more or less handholdy. Yeah. so like um, we essentially
1: stripped out all if you've taken a code academy project, you'll you'll know like step one, like write, import, seaborn. Uh, but like uh, this stips strips out all the steps and instead gives you uh, a set of requirements to solve uh, rather than like a handholdy uh, project. Mm-hmm.
2: And there are also video. Uh, walkthroughs now there are cheat sheets which are reference guides for the content for you to come back to Um, quizzes have been here for a while Projects have been here for a while Um, articles have been here for a while but just more content around the lessons so now it's a more package Um, Mm -hmm. we really want to try to take learners from zero to one and that's the dream right here is to do that and also do it really well and engaging
1: and I think that uh, some of our biggest courses uh, in the past two years, we've we've rewritten uh, our Intro to JavaScript course was rewritten two years ago, and to be much more focused on the concepts rather than the syntax. Uh, and our our uh, Python two course, we wrote we wrote a new Python three course that was also focused much more on the uh, the concepts. Hmm. I have I have a little bit of bias because I helped write it, so I, I'm a big <laughs> fan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and an interesting thing that happened when we were getting ready. For- for the podcast, is mm-hmm. you mentioned, so it's January 2020, mm-hmm. yeah. 2020, um, and you're still hosting the Python 2.7, uh, um, yeah, lesson. Indeed, so yeah. what's the deal with that?
1: <laughs> uh, well, it it is a, a very popular free course. Um, all of the new Python 3 features are not really uh, the the difference between Python 2 and Python 3 in these introductory courses is not is nothing beyond. The different print statements mm. so all the things in this free Python 2 course are still valid for someone looking to learn python three and for for a new student you're not going to know the difference uh I do think the instruction itself in the in our Python three course is better because again <laughs> I wrote it but uh <laughs> yes. parts of it um but uh yeah we we don't want to take down something that can still help someone um in the future maybe
0: but mm. we'll see and is that is that an issue that comes up often when, so if Java comes out with Java eight or something like that, do you add in some of the extra features that new versions of these languages, you know, have? Or
1: we've done a bit of that in the past. I think we could do a, a better job at it. Um, the, the The industry changes so rapidly that sometimes it's like trying to catch a speeding car to do that, and you, then you can't do anything new if you're constantly trying to update everything old. Uh, but we we occasionally will do. We'll do updates for yeah, things I think like the PHP
2: that. course got a facelift. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently just kind of modified the Java course, but with Python two, um, I think I think like a year ago I was on a subreddit doing the Code cam AMA and I was like, you know, we're going to deprecate Python two. But I think like Cole said, um, sometimes legacy courses like you know older um, versions of a language, if it's free, it is very helpful. Instead of you know for for learners who who can't? Um, who you know just need free content. Mm. Um, but I think that also depends on our product team whether they decide uh, whether what's going to happen to our more legacy uh, courses, mm-hmm. but still very popular. Interesting. So the the listeners
0: who don't understand what we're talking about Python, mm-hmm. great programming language, mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite. Yeah. Um, it recently under there was a very big milestone where, so Python. Broke off into like two parties: Python 3 and there's 2.7, mm-hmm. and 2.7 is like the legacy Python, and they kept it around for compatibility issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of big companies around early uh, 2010s, like Google, Microsoft, they like signed this petition, being like, "Okay, we're going to get rid of Python 2, mm-hmm. and we're going to make Python 3 the official Python." Mm-hmm. And that went into effect uh, January first. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why we're talking about this. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys have any way that uh, undergrad students can get involved with Codecademy or even help you guys? Like do you have any open source projects? Do you have forums that people can help with? Um, I mean,
1: yeah, I've, I've mentioned the Codecademy forums. Uh, we have a pretty active community on there. Um, I'm not sure about open source projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've done some with like uh, pair yeah. programming,
2: right? Yeah, there's there's some like community challenge we did with Learn C++. Some of our courses have um, a GitHub repo now where people can actually, uh, you know, do a little pull request at their code to share it with other learners. Um, we've done a few local hackathon sponsorships and hopefully we can do a little bit more with that. We did Hack NYU last year. We did CUNY hackathon two years ago. Um, I think the R conference recently um, but I think once in a while we actually do internships for the curriculum team, as well as the engineering team and the design team.
1: I actually think that software engineering internships for the summer might be posted right now. Uh, I would need to double check that, but I do think I feel like I recall seeing that going up. This is about the time. Yeah. When sure. you'd want to be looking so for. Def-
2: there are definitely ways
1: to be involved. Um, and if you're local, we have learner meetups in the office. Uh, I think probably once a month mm-hmm. um, that you can always come by. You can uh, meet other learners. You can meet people on staff. You can like work with people on code. Sure. Um, yeah. So if you're in the New York area, look up, look up code Academy.
2: And just like check out the office and understand, you know, just fill out what if a tech startup is what you're into. You know, that's like one thing you don't really get opportunities for in school is to actually go to a tech startup and be like, oh, okay, this is what you do. Cool. Is this something from, is this for me? You know? Hmm.
0: And do you think that's something that university can't teach its students? Yeah.
2: I mean, this is not just with computer science, but, you know, but even if we're talking about CS, there's two directions, right? There's theoretical and there's pra- like a more practical applying where it's like a software engineering you know, web, uh, data science. Um, but a lot of students actually don't, might not want to do that. They might just want to do research, right? But just like pinpoint that early on. Um, I was pretty lucky um, I went to Ohio State University in Columbus and one of the startups that was like getting pretty popular was called Jack Threads. It was like an e-commerce company. I had an internship there for just like, uh, for like minimum wage. Um, and that was like a pretty eye-opening experience where I was like, oh, okay, so this is what a startup is. Uh, it's very different than what I thought. Uh, oh, what, it wasn't like, what was the biggest revelation you had? Um, I mean, it was just <laughs> so it was just cool. You know, okay. like it, so much more cooler than any other job I had before. It was like you know, dishwash dishwashing at the school cafeteria, you know, right. or like working at a call center, um, and you know, talking with a the CEO there. This dude named Jason something, who who's actually in New York now, um, and just realized, oh, okay, this dude is you know, graduated a few years before me is able to pull this off with a team of you know, fifteen people, really hardworking. Creative people um, have their own office space, right? Um, and, you know, making a big impact in the fashion industry. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was just like a cool vibe. It was very energetic, like a lot of magic going on because it was also like pretty new at the time. This, like, I'm thinking 2010, 2011. Wow. Right. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that surprised
1: me the most, uh, like, Starting a tech company, just how much everyone was still learning there. I think there's like this perception that like people with like in like a, an industry job, they know they have it all figured out already, and that like they are experts in whatever they're doing. But uh, like it's it's a it seems like it's a learning process for everybody, like constantly, and it's something I really like about the field. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, last question. Um, I want to ask this to you, Sonny. Okay. For the more technically inclined uh, audience members. What kind of technologies does Codecademy use to deploy there?
2: Um, So I'm on the curriculum team, but let me... um, I know that we use a lot of JavaScript. We use a lot of Ruby. Um, We use some Go because one of our older engineers decided to um, use that. (laughs) We use a lot lot of TypeScript too. Yeah, so recently one of our engineers came from Microsoft, Josh. Uh, He wants to basically... Move everything into typescript and i think it's 100 percent typescript now
1: yeah i think we just hit that milestone yeah well. um
2: but we do a lot of stuff um i think the the mobile app that we have kokami go is in react native um uh, use something called expo um okay. to deploy test fly to 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 check out um yeah, we have a, we have a couple of different things that we're working on there's an infrastructure team that does their own thing mm-hmm. we have a learning experience team that builds this in-house um, cms cms system for authorship it's content little, management
1: system yeah
2: um, we have the codecami site as we know it um, so the, our engineering team is actually pretty big and does a lot of different things mm-hmm. if, and i would highly suggest uh check out our a career page and see if you know just like a list of the frameworks and the language that we use and if you don't and that's like something I also suggest to CS students too when you apply for companies um, even before you do so just go on tons of different startups uh, the big fours and see what language everyone use and pinpoint the ones that you want to and just try them out you know whether on codecam, or whether on a different site learn it use it and see if it's for you you know right Awesome.
0: Well, that's it from Comstock Radio. I want to thank Sonny and Cole for coming on. Thank you so much.
1: Happy to be here. Or happy yeah. to have you. Thank you, Sunny. <laughs> awesome. thank you so much. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, see you guys later.